Well, what's up, Mark? <laughs> Just leaning over the edge there, weren't we? I feel like uh, I feel like we have a contest of who can talk first. Yeah. Because we were both so long-winded. I am doing fine. JP, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. It's Friday. I'm Frankly, I've been looking forward to this day all week. I mean, I look forward to it as well. Almost my, as much my as dear friend. I look... Um, Almost as much as I look forward to Sunday, I look forward to sitting here and, and yeah, recording man. with you. I appreciate that. I'm starting off on a really encouraging, positive. I sound like it's this Caleb. Positive, encouraging, Caleb. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate that. Positive. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> it, it's funny because like <laughs> that's the exact opposite of most of what we do. <laughs> it's not very positive. It's just real, right? Yeah. I would say that we're realists. They were. We apply all of the gospel to all of life, so Amen. you can't leave a rock unturned. You gotta, you gotta apply it everywhere, right? Yeah, exactly. And sometimes it's pretty, sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. Here's your weekly reminder to read your Bible. Yeah, read Gosh, your Bible. You have to do that. <laughs> Everyone that's listening, go ahead and get into your Word at some point. That's what we just did. Actually, we read Psalm 59 before we started. Amen. Yep. Yeah. I have to say, I have to say, I I prefer the NASB. Oh, I mean, actually, I I, I kind of see that. I'm just so stuck. I, I would make the switch. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I would make the switch to NASB if I didn't have ESV memorized with so uh, many verses. Yeah. Um. All the verses that I have memorized, they're like a plethora of translations, like oh. the Message, the Amplified. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't listen to that heresy. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, the message is not great for study, obviously. Yeah. And it was never meant for it. Sure. Eugene Peterson's the one that did that. Yeah. It's more like devotional reading. Yeah. But I would um, never the pass uh, the the Passion Translation. Pa- oh, I don't know what that is. The Passion uh, Translation. Well, you know what they say. They're like, well, we have the Greek. Go make your own translation. <laughs> mm. If you don't like the one you got, go make, <laughs> go make another one. Yeah, learn Just learn Greek, Greek first. Yeah. Cool. What do we got today, Mark? Well, we are we're actually doing a part two. We are finally. It's crazy, man. I feel like we still have a part two that we haven't done. Still in the works. It's a, it's out there. It's the part two of ministry, right? Yeah. Faithful ministry. Um, I can't even remember what I had for breakfast this morning. <laughs> oh wait, I didn't need breakfast, so that makes sense. You're still doing that fast stuff, uh, aren't you? Man, I'm the fastest faster. So, yeah. All right. Shout out to our good friend Bailey. Thanks, she's, Mark. She's. Li- <laughs> I asked that if you wouldn't do it, I would. So. I know. Appreciate that. Yeah, I'm sure she yeah. appreciates appreciates that too. We got a faithful listener. Yeah. Um, several others. Yeah. A- absolute. And from from uh, Wednesday night. Yeah. It's it's great. Like different people here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Listening to us. Very encouraging. These two crazy guys that yeah. like to ramble on. Yeah. We we are y'all's resource. So if y'all have anything that you'd like to hear about, get a biblical perspective, think biblically about it, um, shoot JP an email. No one seems to do that. Uh, so, <laughs> but you can leave a review on Spotify. Tell you what, if if someone sends an email, we'll read it on the air. We'll read it live. We will. Yeah. You, and I'll put I'll put my email in the notes on the on this episode. Yeah. So go down in podcast history as the first person to send us an email. Who can do it first? Well, you know what we need to do? We need to create an email specific to yeah. this podcast, the yeah. Middle Cross Ministries. Yeah. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch what? at gmail.com. All right. Maybe not. <laughs> you you are the Funky Bunch. Oh, I'm the Funky Bunch. Yeah. I don't know if I'm okay with that. All right. 
What do we get next? <laughs> so, real part revival. Two. Yeah. Part two, or revival and revivalism part two. Yeah. So, we kind of talked last week. We made, um, uh, we leaned into what revival is not. And again, our notes are not our own. Nope. These are from Dr. Kirk Kilpatrick at MABTS. He gave us this list. He's actually my Old Testament teacher. Mm-hmm. I, I asked him if he wanted a copy of this episode. So he listened to it and he said, no. <laughs> he said, I'm fine. So, appreciate uh, it. Appreciate I said, the invite. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah. That's, that's cool. But he doesn't mind us using our notes, so it's kind of cool. Um, anyways, all right. So we kind of left you off with a teaser last week. Uh, in counterfeit revival, there's often focus on physical healing rather than the gospel of Christ. So, JP, are we going to focus on physical healing today? Yeah, I think we're actually going to focus on the gospel of Christ. I'm okay with that. We kind of psych, we kind of switch things up a little bit. Yeah. So, so there was one more in this list, that bottom one. If maybe you want to hit that one right quick, and yeah. this one's really important because I feel like, man, there's there's a lot of this going on, and you have to know this is unbiblical. It's unchristian. Yeah. It's anti-Christ, and it's the last point on what our what revival is not. List so maybe if you want to hit that one, JP. Yeah, so it says that real revival does not result in new revelation. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, no one's probably going to go, "Oh, look, uh, they have more Bible to give us than we had before." Yeah, but sometimes that actually does happen. So out of the Second Great Awakening came a lot of crazy stuff that's actually still around today. Sure, uh, like the Church of Latter Day Saints. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, John was it John Smith or Joseph Smith? Joseph Smith. Joseph yeah. Smith. A lot of that weird stuff, and it was additions to the scriptures. Yeah. Right? Of course, the Bible says of itself, not to add or take away. The canon is closed. What is the Bible is the Bible, and there's nothing else Mm -hmm. um, God has spoken. Yeah. So There are some writings that are are great history, but they are not inspired, such as the Apocrypha. Yes. Some some Bibles contain the Apocrypha. Others don't. I believe the Catholics do. So when you see that, you know, don't flip out. Man, did we leave some out? No, it's just... It's just history, non-inspired writings. There you go. So in, yeah. in, in the um, the Reformation, right, it was a return to the Word. Man, that ministers to my soul, man. Yep, not a new Word. And that's... Uh, I have a pet peeve, Mark. I have several, if you have noticed. <laughs> no, I've noticed. Ah, thanks. I think I'm one of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Anyway, um, Mark, thanks. Now, now I've done lost... Um, you have a pet peeve. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Go I got a pet- list. Find it. I have a pet peeve when it comes to, uh, like this kind of issue here. I hear folks saying, you know, I just need a word from the Lord. Mm. I need a word from the Lord. Mm. Read the Bible out. Or, loud. yeah, <laughs> or need a word from the Lord. The Lord. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Read the Bible out loud. Yeah. Read your Bible. Yeah. That's where you find His word. And it's oftentimes I find is the dangerous part about it, is that. It's it's not, well, we need to add this to the Bible. And it's it's not that clear and it's uh, not that uh-huh. obvious. A lot of the times it's, well, the Lord told me this. Yeah. No, he did <laughs> not. <laughs> now, to, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no you, you, I was, I was going to clarify. Well, so, no, he did not. He probably told you it through Scripture. If it goes against Scripture, then he didn't. Exactly. That, that was just, you know. That was just your food talking or something like that. So. Yeah. So he he definitely, definitely, definitely the Spirit leads you in different ways. Absolutely. Convicts your heart. You can, there's a relationship there. And it's feeling, emotion, and some of those things are part of that. Yeah. 
Like that's God made us with those things, but he, he doesn't give you a word inside, inside of your, like audibly. Um, it, it just simply doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. If it does, well, we got some problems there. Yeah. But I saw oh, a book not too long ago that was talking, uh, that was, uh, I forgot who wrote it. Um, but on the outside it was like, um, inspired by God or something like that. Oh yeah. And I was like, eh. I didn't realize he was still writing. Yeah. Wrong. Mm. It's not inspired by God. It's great for you to have your own insight on the scripture. I think it's fantastic. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, that's what I spend a lot of my time reading is, you know, people, but it's very clear that this is not scripture. This is an opinion. Opinions can be wrong. You know, we can, yeah. um, but anyways, but h- how to discern that, go back to the Bible, be a good Berean. Does it, does it line up with what the Word of God says? Absolutely. Okay, so so now we're going to, I guess, move into what revival is. And just as like a word of context, like last episode we talked, all this discussion is kind of coming from this talk about the Asbury Revival in Wilmore, Kentucky. Of course, that has since ended. I think it lasted for 13 days. Is that correct? I didn't realize they were counting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and they had to shut it down, essentially, because it was, I mean, it was like, the people coming in was like twice the population of the town. So yeah. it was wild uh, how many people were going there. Neat yeah. stuff. The purpose, again, same as last time, and I think you're in agreement, Mark. The purpose of this is not to critique that. Nope. Rather, it is to give a good foundation of where to go from hearing that. Yeah. What are you doing with your life? How should we look on? What What are some good standards we can use to actually look upon um different revivals, quote-unquote revivals that we see. Yeah. Can we tell the difference between real revival and revivalism? Mm-hmm. And this this kind of stuff is going to help us. And, and like, sh- should we be doing this? Is yes. That, I, I believe that we should, and I believe that, that, and oftentimes, as much as I hate to say it, I think there's, like, a little bit of a, it sounds like we just really desire it, but honestly, sometimes it comes off as jealousy. Yeah. And we want to stay away from that. And um, yes. is real revival yes, yes. happening in our churches? Yeah, we just don't know it because we don't know what true revival is. All right, so let's get into the what revival is. So revival is the work of God's Holy Spirit illuminating. Did I read that right? Illuminating. Yeah, I think he actually mistyped. It is should be illumin- illuminating. Yeah. Rebuking, uh, burning away from the dross of transgression and bringing back the first love glory to the Christian lives that have been tarnished by sin. As God shines his face among upon his children, sin retreats and they are changed further from glory to glory. Fruit the fruit of real revival is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Galatians five, twenty two through twenty three. You got it. So um that Man, we could spend a little, even just a minute there. Absolutely. I think, what, what does he say? Uh, it says, Vance Havner defined revival as a work of God's spirit among his own people. What we call revival is simply New Testament Christianity, the saints getting back to normal. Amen. Mm. That's a good quote. Yeah. I think one of the things, whether it's this Asbury stuff, whether it's just in our own churches, and our own lives, one of the things we need to make, pay particular attention to is looking for fruit, not just looking for hype. That's a big, big, big problem. Yeah. Um, and you know where I think, as I've watched like the response to the Asbury stuff, and again, I 
my prayer, man, Lord, do your work. Like, reach, reach these students, uh, lead them in repentance, um, let it go back and fill, spill over into other churches, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, there's always a but. <laughs> there's always going to be a but. Sure. But the question I have, okay, are we, will we see fruit of this? And I think that's what we have to wait on. That's why you can't just go yes or no, good or bad immediately. You can yeah. point out things. I think that's super important. Mm-hmm. And that's something I have a, I have a gripe against is the the folks that immediately praised it without any room for helpful critique. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know how we've gotten into this place nowadays, even in the church. I understand where it's this way in the world, but where when you critique something, it means you hate everything about it. Yeah. Like, that's not how that works. Not at all. We were talking as friends earlier a moment ago. Do we talk as enemies? You do said as friends. Do we do that? Is this a friendly conversation? <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I had it wrong. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hear you say these ridiculous things. and I think, man. See? Helpful critique there, right? Helpful. That's what, is it? <laughs> to be determined. To be, yeah. Now, the, 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 the point, in the, even in the joking, is that um, things working well, there is going to be critique here and there. And there should be. And there should be. There should be a testing of the spirits. Um, right? So yeah. since when do we since when do we as Christians just take everything for face value? Man. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Wow. There's no discernment. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Use your spiritual discernment. And just because one person is saying, Hey, let's take a step back and look at this, there should be no reason for, you know, to get angry at that person. Well, the Lord can just work in any way he wants. Absolutely he can. Yeah. But he won't go against his word. Exactly. And yeah. how, how are, why would we use our own, our own thought processes to determine what God is doing? Why wouldn't, why would we not use his word to determine what God is doing? Yeah. If it's true or if it's not. And that's yeah. not denying that the Lord can't use it. The no. Lord absolutely can use anything. However, is this genuine? And just like you said, will, will fruit come out of it? I believe fruit will come out of it. But I'll be honest with you, JP, and this is me kind of showing my hand. I think it'll be in short supply. Sure, show your hand. Oh, Mark, watch out. Be careful. <laughs> You're in a spunky mood today. <laughs> you got to diet Dr. Pepper and half a, half a, half a thing of coffee in me. So. Uh, well, that's, I think that's wise. And I have, I have you can call it being uh, us being green in ministry, which I don't, honestly, I don't think we are anymore. I, I, you know, going on three years and you and on so, your sixth. Um, I think we need to be. I think it's wise to be that frank about it. Um, I, I think it's very unwise to gloss. Yeah, and I don't it, with anything like f- the fruit. Right. The, the, what's the saying? Put your money where your mouth is. Right. Yeah. Um, or when people ask the question, so where are the deliverables? You know stuff like that. Yeah. We're looking for we're looking for these specific fruit, um, yeah, and which is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. And here's here's the other thing, Mark. If you want to get a little exegetical for a moment, dude, exegete. Over in Galatians five twenty two through twenty three, which is where this list is. Amen. It is not each one of these are not individual fruit like mm. fruits. 
It's not that love is a fruit, joy is a fruit, peace is a fruit, long-suffering is a fruit, kindness is a fruit, and on and on and on it goes. Because when we look at it that way, and this is this is the 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 um this is the coming from like the Greek word for fruit. There, it's it's singular. singular. Yeah. Our, our tendency sometimes is to like pick out what we get easiest, and say, "Okay, I got fruit now." So it's e- it, maybe it's easier for me. I don't know, to to be kind, but not as easy for me to actually have self control. So I'd say, okay, I got fruit of the spirit. Well, when you get any of these, and this is the way it works, they they tend to grow at the same time. Uh, you may be naturally inclined to want to one or, or others, but they do mm-hmm. tend to grow at the same time. So if you're gonna, if the product of revival is going to be the fruit of the spirit, then we we should expect to see not just one particular thing here. We just should expect to see the entire the entirety of the fruit. Yeah. And where you, where that's going to manifest itself is going to be in the hearts of the individuals, and therefore in their churches and in their communities. Yeah. yeah Which yeah. means that we can we should look for actual cultural change. Mm-hmm. Um. Amen. Lifestyle changes downstream from heart change. So that's what revival is. Yeah, and I'm of I'm of the firm belief that revival happens every Sunday in the pulpit. Amen. I believe it too. And it should. Yeah. And and just because it's not to a degree that most people might find suitable, um, doesn't make it any less. Revival. No, not at all. So let's not look at these these um. I want to say anomalies. Well, I mean they kind of are. Yeah. I don't think that's a wrong term. No, it's it's it, it's fine. Um, let, let's not look at these things as that is what revival is. Let's not make it the di- let's not make Asbury the definition for revival. Or even the focus. Or or even or the focus. I mean, where the gospel is preached. And if one person gets it, there's revival there. It's a turning away from sin, it's a repenting of that sin, and it's a following Christ. And, you know, if true revival hits us, would we even know that it did? Is the, is kind of the thing. Yeah, what if What if the beginnings of revival is a lot more mundane, like what you're talking about Sunday to Sunday, than what we wish it was? Mm. You know, we, we may very well be missing out on real revival uh, okay, so the thing next says real revival comes. That gets hard to say after you say it enough. Real revival. Say it five times fast. Real revival, real revival, real revival, real revival, real revival. Good job, Mark. Sup? <laughs> real revival comes from God and by its fruit reflects his holy nature. So, you know, when your, when your Sundays reflect the holy nature of God, um, I mean, I don't really know what more we can ask for, Mark. You know what I mean? Well, my my mind goes back to the uh, modern worship sh- song, Show Us Your Glory. Show Us Your Glory. Show Us. It repeats it. N- no. What? Or we'll die. <laughs> like that kind <laughs> oh, of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we, we, want, we want more of it. We want something that tangible that we can see, I think. Uh. Is moot. But... I mean, if a pastor preaches huh. God's word, truly preaches God's word, preaches repentance, preaches sin, you're exactly right. I mean, what really, what else do we want? What we want 
oftentimes, and I'm guilty of this, is we want some big exaggerated thing of it. Yep. Because, well, it speaks to what our heart's desire is. And ultimately, you have to deal with whether our desires are, are, are good or not. Prideful or not, yeah. Amen. One of the things you mentioned, one of the things next year is that real revival results. That's some three R's rolling here now. Real revival. In results. the anointed preaching and sharing of the gospel of Christ. Amen. So there's not gonna you're, you're not gonna have revival break out without the preaching of God's word, and it's faithful preaching. Yeah. Um, it's not gonna be platitudes and feely feely stuff. It's also not going to be something that I've thought about lately that I think folks seem to forget or maybe don't understand or something like that is that like there should be humility in preaching this comes from uh, Brother Jim Douglas dear friend pastor friend um, he was making the point that humility humility and boldness go hand in hand in the preaching of God's word Amen. and if you have don't have one or the other you are you're really messing up because if you have if you have the boldness but you don't have any humility, no one's going to listen to you. Yeah. Because you don't you don't come away having met if you have been in His Word and you have met God in His Word. There's you ought not to come away with your pride what it once was or higher maybe even than than what it was. Yeah. You should come away humbled having met Him. You should walk away from every sermon just enamored with the glory of God. Yeah, revealed through his word and oftentimes if you listen to a pastor who is bold but not humble if you're in your word and if you have any amount of discernment at all you'll be able to tell Yeah, you will be able to tell and the flip side is true as well if you have uh, kind of a a put on of humility but you don't have any boldness uh, it's not going to go very far uh, it's it's it, you're, you, it doesn't seem like you've actually met with the God of the Bible, Almighty, powerful God of Jacob, mm-hmm. the mighty, the mighty God. So that's super important. Yeah. Um. What's the next thing there, Mark? Did you want to hit? Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Uh, it is the work of God's Spirit, like a fire that often begins in the heart. <laughs> So sorry, I'm like I'm hearing the weather. He's, Mark's like, enamored by the by the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very it's storming outside right now. I'm no stranger to <laughs> rain. Okay. Um so it is a work of God's spirit like a fire that often begins in the heart of one humbled praying soul. Yeah, we kinda we spoke on humility there just a minute. Um one must be humble. Yeah. And and where does this humility stem from? What what is the re- how does this humility come about in a prideful human? It comes about by realizing who God is and then, get this, realizing who we are in the words of R.C. Sproul. Yes. We don't know who God is. Yep. And we don't know who we are. You know? Yeah, good old R.C., man. And, yeah. And, we, and man. That's super true. This is, what, this is what it needs to be, man. Let's see, so self-sufficiency is abandoned in, in the light of the Spirit's revelation of spiritual need. It might help, have to help me out on figuring that one out. Exactly. Uh, self-sufficiency. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say I disagree at all. I just... Um, this guy's got so many degrees. I know, right? Self-sufficiency is abandoned in the light of the Spirit's revelation of spiritual need. Yeah. 
Okay, okay, okay. So another way to say this. Just showing our hand, we kind of just like, put, we're like, hey, we should look through this list. Yeah, we, so. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Self-sufficiency is abandoned in the light of the spirit's revelation of spiritual need. In other words, when you realize what you really need because God has shown you, you ain't leaning on yourself anymore. Amen. That's it. Amen. It's devastating the human pride. Yes, that's it. That's what that's what he said. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the, the 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 pastor should never be worried about what the response will be from the crowd. The pastor should be worried about am I tr- am I conveying the whole scripture? That's what he should be worried about. Not what man. What are people going to think when I say this? Mm-hmm. I should man. Okay, okay. Um. Whew. Show me them toes, cause I'm finna step on. <laughs> Show me them toes. That's that's a good point there, uh, with the 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 preaching. Oh man, I think I lost my list, Mark. I'm gonna have to go back and get it. So with the preaching, a lot of times, what's unfortunate that we find this is would have been a good big screen moment. It would have been. It really you could put it up there. Yeah. But there's a lot, Mark. There's a lot of performative preaching, isn't there? Yeah. Now. We have this rest of this list, but we're also we can also kind of go free with what we want. Yeah. With all this performative preaching, I would say you don't do that because uh, I've heard you preach. That means a lot, brother. I appreciate that. Uh, absolutely, man. And I don't try to do that. To God be the glory. Amen. You don't. You don't, man. I, I, I don't believe you do. So, but what I think happens a lot of times is we want revival so bad. A lot of guy, a lot of ministers do, a lot of preachers do, that they try to adjust their performance in order to create a context in which it will break out. Yeah. Now, if you're a preacher, listen to this. Whether this is on a Haywood Baptist Hour, or maybe you just come across this, I'm gonna shoot it to you straight. Stop. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Amen. Stop trying to perform in front of God's people. They don't need your performance. They need Him. They need to meet him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, and why in the world would we think God would bless the preaching of his word like that if we are that hard-headed that we would actually try to get in his way? That's one of my, oh, that's one of my gripes. Mm-hmm. So it real, you can't see real revival if you're, if you're doing that. This might have to be a longer episode. I'm okay with the part three. Yeah. So, um... Notice what this list doesn't say, JP. What doesn't it say, Mark? It doesn't say that there's a really big crowd. Oh, no, it doesn't. So, just because there's a big crowd doesn't mean that anything's happening. Yeah. Just because a small crowd doesn't mean that something won't happen. Exactly. It is, that is, it is storming so outside So, it's Friday right morning right now, and so everyone that's listening will remember how much it rained on Friday. <laughs> But a- amen. And um, pastor, if you're down in a rut with your church, people are leaving, stay faithful to God's word. Yeah. Stay faithful to it. Keep at it. Preach it verse by verse. Go. D- d- don't feel like you have to add anything to it. Read it. <laughs> that's, um. I think, something that a danger that's not going to be discussed on the backside of this Asbury stuff is going, I think, is that a lot of guys that are just trying to be faithful in ministry in, in, the, in the, the small churches that they may be at. Um, the assumption is going to be, or the desire is going to be, oh, I wish that would happen at my church mm-hmm. so that we could 
have more people, right? Um, but what if that's not well, how God's going to work at your church? What if he's not going to work at your church primarily through a crowd? What if, what if the ones who are there, what if he's going to work mightily through those few people, right? I mean, or in those few people. What if he ignites a desire in their hearts to want to know the word and to want to hear the word from you? And there's only a few there, you know? So that's a, that's, that's a good point about being faithful. Yeah, there's, I guess the question is, Mark, okay, at this list, how much farther do we want to really go before we do a part, part three? It's a good question. It's a good question. Because I really think we're going to do a part three. I, I think it's uh, I think it's needed for us to do a part three. Maybe a uh, maybe a teaser for part three. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, let's see what, what what else we got here. Biblical truth, biblical doctrinal truth is embraced oh, and cherished. Man. That's not one that we like. No, and that's oftentimes the most boring part of the Bible study is when the Bible's being read. Right? Mm. <laughs> wow. 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 So if we were in a charismatic church, we'd be so good. <laughs> oh man. I'm already getting ready. Wow. I don't know. I think you would be. I don't think I would be. Dude, I'm not gonna lie, dude. Sometimes I thrive in that that I could see it. I, I want I, oh. I would feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> man, yeah. Well I mean I, I mean I grew up going to these Brazilian churches where like if you ask one person to pray, it doesn't make a difference. Everybody's praying out loud. And uh it's great, man. I would be speaking in tongues and all that kind of stuff. Oh man, Woo. I don't, I don't know, dude. I'm not charismatic. I know, I know, I know. Just sometimes I don't know. thinking about those services, I'm like, man, it gets you fired up. Do you think it would be a surprise if, like, I, I actually ended up being one of those guys that was like at the front, just stomping around? Yeah, it's like around. clapping your hands and, and running out. around, falling out. Please don't ever do that. <laughs> okay, so doctrinal truth is embraced and cherished. I think that's going to be something next time. Let's do this. Let's start off talking about um, the importance of doctrinal doctrinal truths. Doctrinal doctrinal truths in revival yeah. and holding on to those. Yeah, sound good, Mark. Sounds good to me, brother. Well, I guess I guess that's it for today. I I reckon so. And if you think that some of our opinions were coming from a, a heart of anger or jealousy, please don't think that. This is this is two brothers who care um, yes. and that believe that this is truth and are just tr- attempting their best to look out for the flock. So. Absolutely. That's our goal. We want to apply, when we say we want to apply all the gospel to all of life, we yeah. want to help you apply it to your life and not make any bones about it. And if you, if you think we're wrong, email JP. He'd be <laughs> happy to correct <laughs> anything that I said. So thank you all for listening. We will put, uh, our email address in the show notes. Amen. Uh, if you want to comment there and please like subscribe to our podcast and we will catch you next time. This is JP Barden and Mark Gaylor. All right. See you guys.